0: What's up, everybody? It's another episode of All Out War. I'm Turner. I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up? And we also have another guest with us, Jessica. She's back. How you doing, Jessica?
1: Hey, glad to be here.
0: I totally lied to you. I told you how I was going to do this whole thing on the intro. <laughs> yeah. I called an audible. But uh, we're going to have a great episode tonight. But before we do that, Rosie, what do you know?
2: Hey, did you know that animals can give blood to help save other animals? <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah. So listen to this. Uh, In in, um, in 1665, a physician named Richard Lower successfully performed a blood transfusion between two dogs. (laughs) This is what's crazier. 150 years before the first successful human to human exchange was managed. Oh. In the 1600s. How crazy is that? So, he,
0: man, he must have really loved those dogs.
2: Yeah. It says so it may have been an experiment, but 350 years later, doggy donors are still helping save lives. The Pet Blood Bank <laughs> has been running canine blood exchanges since 2007. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Animals can give blood to other animals to save lives. That's and cool. The first doggy to doggy <laughs> blood transfusion was sixteen sixty five. That's crazy. That is sixteen hundred man, that's that is crazy. That's like you know that's like more than twenty years ago. That's like a while ago. Back in the day. That's back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it was, just
0: <laughs> what?
1: That's disgusting. I have a thing with blood, Ball. I'm getting queasy over here.
0: Well, I know
2: just saying say the word blood? <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know an animal that would have would have loved to have a blood transfusion recently, and it was Jessica's rooster that she clocked with a chair. <laughs>
1: yeah, I accidentally killed the rooster, guys.
0: <laughs> it was not an it accident. It deserved it. It deserved it. You were. It was self defense. I got your back. I got your back. Yeah, he was attacking your kid. You got to kill that thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's uh, sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. Dude. You're listening to the All Out War podcast. Got a great episode. Episode number 152. We're going to be talking about Gnar, not the Australian. Uh, <laughs>
2: the skateboarding? <laughs> no, no. Shred the Gnar?
0: No. It's, well, it's like whenever an Australian, like when they say no, they always say Gnar.
2: Yeah, they should just learn
0: English. Nah, yeah, they should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all Be our, real though, same all with our the our
2: British sh- people learn English. Learn, but but New it's Zealanders, not
0: a but the Kiwis, they're fine.
2: Yeah, no, I like. Ki- we love our Kiwis. Yeah,
0: we love our Australians.
2: <laughs> we love the Brits too.
0: Love the Brits. Love the Canadians. We love them all. Yeah. Anyways, hey, we're going to talk about NAR, <laughs> and uh, the, for those that don't know, if you haven't heard, the NAR stands for New Apostolic Reformation, and it is a movement of churches that have grasped grasped on to a theological position that um, can get kind of strange. It moves away, and um, it is found predominantly in charismatic or exclusively. Oh, excuse me <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's been a rough night exclusively in in charismatic churches yeah so um and jessica's joining us she she's with us we're going to have her on probably more than more more often now <laughs> i think you, whether you like it or not you're part of the team so
1: I just like being here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we love having you, and uh, we appreciate all your insights. In fact, if you guys, we we today on the day of this recording, it is it is Easter Sunday on of twenty twenty three, and if you have not yet, you should go check out Jessica's Easter Bible study that's available for sale. Just go to her Instagram, click her link, and then it'll follow you through, and you should pick it up. I got it. I studied it. It was fun. It was great. I loved it. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, let's talk about Uh, NAR. I want to start with you, Jessica, because you said you had a story or something that was in reference to one of the churches.
1: I definitely kind of have a whole um, experience with NAR. Just so y'all know some background, I did not, I was not raised Christian. Um, I came to God when I was 16. Um, I was suicidal and I thought, like, let's just try up the Church of the street. Like, it was my last, like, effort, like, last ditch effort. Like, let's just try. Let's see what happens. And that's literally how I got to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was in a the, – the church had a um, summer camp the next week and had one spot left, and I got that spot. And wow. it was incredible. But um, anyway, so I just – I, I want to show that – I won't say all the time, but, um, this, this type of doctrine, this type of church, um, kind of attracts people like me that wasn't raised, um, Christian doesn't have the solid, you know, rock foundation built up in me. And I, um, I'll I'll say even, uh, yes, it was, I was very emotionally drawn, like emotionally driven. And so I I feel like that's how I got. Um, I, I dabbled in this and it was just like I pieced out real quick. But <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I, I I went to a big big church with, that wasn't really um, wasn't really checking in with all of their leaders to see if everything was solid. And I was going through like basic training um, classes, and one of the teachers was like. Uh, teaching us how to um, basically pray healing over people and like training you the gifts of the Spirit, which um, you cannot train gifts, y'all. They're gifts. They're not. Um. Anyway, so like the whole hand on the elbow, um, one to ten. How do you feel? And I, I mean, Jesus never did that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The First Timothy thing. You have to lay on lay on hands and ask their pain levels. Yeah. Anyway, he was saying like, Oh, and you just, you know, um, um, you can, you know, bump them on the head and say be healed. And Benny Hinn was incredible. And like, anyway so it was confirming all that I'm like wait what like I was so confused so I was like I was a new Christian I was in college by then like new college and I was like just diving into I wanted to know everything like okay what is the truth you know and um so my friends invited me to this um three-day I don't know what you would call it conference I guess (laughs) healing conference I don't know. And they were all excited. They're like, "You got to go! You got to go!" Because there's this lady that's talking, and um, you have her anointing. I can see it on your head. And I'm just like, "Okay, I don't. (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll go check it out." I mean, we'll see. And um, this girl, I get there and was super excited. Every a lot of people were there. It was like line out the door. You come in and you smell frankincense and myrrh, and there's flags. flying around in your face it's just a whole experience and um this one girl crawled to the stage and i thought that was weird um (laughs) she she couldn't get up all
0: right rosie's probably gonna laugh just so you know he's he finds this stuff very humorous okay (laughs) so you'll hear oh i I just your laugh it just made me it made me laugh when you
1: laugh
0: (laughs) I'm, i'm sorry the absurdity of some of this is yeah Sorry. Yeah,
1: it's absurd. And um, anyway, she was crawling like army crawling, literally to the mic, and then she couldn't get up to talk on the mic. And then um, everybody's just started um, <laughs> laughing and holy giggling. That's what they were calling it. And they were falling down. And I'm like, what is happening? What I? And they're like, "That's the girl you have the anointing of." I'm like, I've not heard her say one thing. I don't. <laughs> Anyway, so they literally had to like, um, had men were coming out and they grabbed her from the stage, like, and, um, uh, carried her off. Like she couldn't, and it was like, she was just so drunk with the Holy spirit. Another term I did not realize was a thing until I went to place. And, um, that was Heidi Baker. Um, and She was coming on the next night, and so they're like, come next time. Come next night. It's going to be great. Like,
0: What was her name?
1: Heidi Baker. Heidi Baker, okay. Um, She's really, really prominent, and a lot of people get really upset when I call this out. Um, She's apparently done a lot of great mission work, and that's where people get hung up. Um, But she's false, y'all. And then... The next, so I'm like, okay, I'll come the night next night, and I'll see. oh, at that point too, the the, the speaker that was on after that, she died died shortly after this, but um, I something. She blew on me. Um, everybody else fell down around me, and I didn't fall. And it's like they all looked at me like I was crazy, like I was just the, she did this holy spirit blow. Anyway, so the next night, Heidi Baker was supposed to come on again. The same thing happened.
0: She blew on you?
1: Yeah. And no, no, Heidi Baker, she crawled out onto the stage (laughs) because she couldn't stand. And then um, someone gave her the mic. And so she's literally laying on her stomach with her head, um, cheek on the floor and with the mic and getting out some gibberish that, like, I could barely even hold on to what I thought she was saying. And then she kept on giggling. And I'm like, I don't, whatever she's got, I don't want it. Can I get this anointing off of me? And, um, and, then, and then the next guy comes on. I don't know any, anybody of this. I don't know any of these guys. And um, the next guy comes on and he says, you know, um, if you have lost something in your life, like an item, hold out your hand and call for it and it should show up in your hand. And if it doesn't, you do not have enough faith. And you need to work on your faith. And I'm like, oh shoot! Like I asked for my sunglasses and I didn't get them, so I have a lot of work to do. Huh. And
0: well, hold on. I was listening, but I don't know if I understand. He said, if <laughs> if you lost something,
1: yeah, hold, like
0: out, hold out your hand and pray for and and it'll appear in your hand, like it would just like yeah. ma- magically appear out of thin air.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: What, what spiritual gift is that?
1: I don't know.
2: Wait, it's like wait.
1: A proclaiming thing. <laughs> um,
2: did anyone else there, did you happen to look around and see anyone else that actually had they, anything in their hand?
1: They said that there was story. Afterwards, they said there was stories, and they told a few stories. Mm-hmm. Like one guy of course. and found his watch that he's lost, and I'm like, well, that wasn't really in his hand then.
0: Right. Yeah. right.
1: He's got to get better at his, like, you know,
0: I don't uh, know. God just put it in his pocket.
1: Yeah. yeah. God
0: God missed. God missed. He missed. missed.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Sorry. So this guy, um, by the end of it, had said, um, "You got to fast from your Bible from thirty days for thirty days, and just lean on His words." Wait, fast from your Bible? Fast from yes. Do not read your Bible for for thirty days. Okay listen to his words and um he he ended the night and which also i forgot to say that um heidi this happened to heidi baker the night before too is that he ended the night with um everybody just coming to um bring money to the stage like it was just like some sort of thing that they do they just were coming with money and like people were there with like trash bags ready for it and was just picking up the money in the trash bags and then people were all around like waiting for people to fall down with blankets like, um, just to cover people up because I'm here, like if you fall and your belly's showing and there is there was we we're all ready for it.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I, so I just realized something. I, we we need to do an all-out war. <laughs> we need to have people revival. We need trash bags of money. <laughs> yeah, we need it.
1: Y'all uh, are doing it wrong. <laughs> I know.
0: What is our problem? So we're gonna be meeting at the old tabernacle
1: mm-hmm. and have
0: a good old-fashioned revival meeting with trash bags.
1: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And if so, I'm not a millionaire I right? can
1: talk like this <laughs> They I'm I got sorry. I got
2: my old Southern yes. Baptist draw on I can do a pretty but good job. Southern Baptists they're not the Well, they all, they all have a Southern
1: They all, <laughs> these guys were not Southern. Um <laughs> So he had all the, ca- oh, and then so when everybody was falling down, my friend grabbed me, literally grabbed me and like yanked me to the floor and then <laughs> the blanket and wasn't allowed to get up. Um,
0: You're going to play this game whether you like it or not.
1: It's really intense. Um, anyway, so that man, his name was Bill Johnson. And he's also very famous and yeah. also. Um,
2: very dreadlocked.
1: Gets very fresh. People get very frustrated when I say these things, um, about him. Um, he, uh, anyway, so this was my experience. And then I moved to Oregon with my husband. We like, I got married years after that and went to Oregon with my husband and we got into this marketing company cause he's a, di- my husband's a digital marketer. And I used to do, um, I used to be a copywriter mm. and, um, we got in with this company and they were talking to me about like the seven mountains and uh, all this. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's a Christian company. I'm so excited. And I didn't, I thought like this stuff that I encountered in Southern California was just like that. Like that was just like a little space of people, you know, I didn't know how widespread this was yet. And so we go to Oregon and I come into this workplace and realize like, Oh, like this stuff is here too. Like, and we're doing, um, work breaks where everybody's like, Oh, on your work break, break, you get like, uh, my husband, (laughs) he's like, doesn't know anything about this stuff. And he's, he, he had his boss, um, our boss at the time speaking in tongues, gibberish over him during his work break. He's just like, I just want my lunch. Like I don't, (laughs) um, (laughs) Anyway, so I didn't realize how much it spread and we got out of the company real quick. And then, um, and anyway, so, you know, years more down the line, we go to the South and it's here too. Like, it's like, we went to this one church and I just thought it was, it, it was at the, at the moment I just wanted a church that was open because it was COVID <clears throat> shutdowns. And, um, so we kind of just like, uh, weren't doing our best with, um, looking, up doctrine and all of that stuff and we just moved to a, a new state and anyway so we get into this church and it was like months down the line that we realize um when we get more involved that like the pastors like putting people through chris volatin's book like like his his like bible study is at his house was on chris volatin's book if you don't know chris am i might even saying his last name right i don't even know um
0: What's his name? Chris Volatin? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, he was, so he is one of the, um, I'm going to be going into what NAR is, but um, he is over Bill Johnson's church as um, prophet. It's He's a false prophet. I don't ever call him prophet. Um, but he's got a bunch of books just like Bill Johnson. And um, anyway, this church was using, the pastor was using his books. And I'm like, oh, heck, how do we get into this again? It's mm. everything. And I just—that's when I realized how deep this was, and that it, like, Bethel Music, is just widespread now, and every church uses it.
0: Yeah. So, b- just for our listeners that may or may not know, but Bill Johnson is the lead pastor at Bethel Church. Well, mm-hmm. him and his wife are, and um, and Bethel Church is a. I think there's a series of churches now that they're planning. They've oh, yeah. they've kind of uh, taken the Hillsong approach where they're going to find a city and plant a Bethel church there and and then grow, you know, try and grow in that way. And then they have some worship artists that are, you know, writing albums and things. And so the music, this is where I think people get a little bit confused yeah. is the music, because there are songs that are theologically accurate
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. And they're good. S- some of them, yeah. Yeah, there are mm-hmm. songs, but then there's other songs that are not, and so it brings confusion on mm. should churches be singing those songs or not. And I think that's really up to the conviction of the worship pastor of that church. If if the theology's right and it glorifies Christ and it's actually worshiping, then mm-hmm. I you know it's not some emotional thing that I think it's probably okay personally. Yeah.
1: My beef with, um, okay. So, and I, I actually have asked churches this, like, um, they, um, a lot of churches uses this, use this like, um, platform or something where they pay money into it every month. Mm -hmm. And so in order to use these songs, and so if your church has, um, like the song copyright thing at the bottom of what they're using they're probably using one of those things and so in that your tithe is going to this platform which is going to di- like um divvying up between all of the church so- churches yeah. that you- i'd rather not give any money to bethel um so that that was my only like i know plenty of churches that that will use the sound songs but they don't i mean i shouldn't i'm not naming names but they don't <laughs> platform that gives them money
0: <laughs> yeah it's called ccli i think is what it's called and it's a copyright it's it's to help artists actually have a living off of what they are producing when other churches use it mm-hmm. so yeah
1: yeah the soul does not need a sentence
0: <laughs> i i appreciate your yeah. conviction on that though that's that's actually <laughs> a, a really good stance so mm-hmm. you're in this is an organ right so you said
1: no, it was first in Southern California, then it was Oregon. And, and then like now I'm in the south. In the and south. it's just it's really literally trickling into just like the New Age garbage, like it's trickling yeah. into churches and because Bethel is on like they're on um our normal air ones, like our, our normal um
0: Christian radio.
1: And so nobody sees past that. Nobody goes dives deep into the doctrine of it all. And that's what I wanted to, I just want to explain what the doctrine is. So maybe you can understand and maybe this won't be trickling into your church too, because there's several leaders and several like prominent um, voices in our Christian culture that like we do Bible studies on their books and like you don't even know what they believe in. And it's not, it's not, it's a false doctrine, yeah. but that, and in these days, if you all know, um, follow me on Instagram, Instagram, you know, I talk about end times a lot. And we, we were told to be careful in these days and we are not being careful. The churches have not been careful. And now that, that is why we're in a state of apostasy, mm-hmm. which was outside. Um, so mm-hmm. this is, this is something that, we were not careful on. And now it's trickled into our churches.
0: Agreed. 100% agreed. Um, you mentioned the seven mountains. Yes. And um, this is something that I've, um, I actually was part of a church. They wanted to teach through that. Mm-hmm. And at a, at face value, it doesn't seem bad. It, it, right. it seems like this is a, actually a, a really, a Christians should be doing something like that. And essentially what the seven mountains are uh, to, if I can remember correctly, it's like um, Christians are called to uh, enter into government, education, arts, and entertainment, mm-hmm. medical, yeah. and...
2: It's like seven
1: it's, industries.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh Seven, in, yeah.
1: Media, education, government, economy, family, religion, um, art, and, and entertainment. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And so the goal, the 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 premise is that we Christians would invade those areas, and then they would basically take them back for the Lord. And mm-hmm. um, it, it that's kind of their their stance on it. And then once we have dominion, the seven mountains, it's also called dominion theology or dominionist. Once we have dominion, then God's God can then return. Right. You know, and it sounds eerily familiar to another. Um, <laughs> is it? I think it's called. Post mill is that what it where? It, doesn't oh, it?
1: That.
0: It sounds a little bit like post mill. Where if we they just get
1: really upset if you say that that's the same thing.
0: Well, <laughs> if I explained it the same way as a post mill and they get upset, then they need to have a conversation with their other post mill <laughs> friends because they all sound very similar.
1: It's very similar. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same lie wrapped up differently. It's.
2: And I just wanted before. I want to say that there is some nuance uh, because we just had gotten to a hearty discussion about this on, on wings on Wednesday Yeah, and I'm not going to rehash that, but I think uh, there's a very slight nuance that gets said that way that a Mm. NAR person may say that overlooks one thing I think is okay. And I am more, Okay with it. The other, I, I'm not. And the difference is, is like, have a, I'll take a step back. Someone may hear that and go, well, shouldn't we want Christians to go into politics and change it for the good? And shouldn't we want them to get into teaching so we could have our own people? You know, that kind of thing. The difference between that line of thinking and what NAR is saying is this is the nuance be we have to do it because if we do that then Jesus will come back and so mm-hmm. there's that end time eschatology connection. <laughs> connection yeah, is that mm-hmm. w- and it places <laughs> a lot of work based on us and that's why Jesus isn't coming back because we're not doing enough for the kingdom and we have to do this we're called to do it you know that's well said. that's the difference between an individual saying, like, I'm going to go into politics because I want to spread, you know, I want to end abortion. And the best way that I can do that is to get into politics and, you know, work for that. That's not what Nara is saying. So I just want to make that little distinction yeah. that, a little distinction, but it's a huge distinction.
1: And this is why, um, you know, three years ago, before I started studying eschatology, I didn't see the importance of like, okay, you know, like, um, like I was more of a pan out, what do you call it?
0: Oh, pan, pan theology. It'll, it'll all pan but, out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It'll pan out and you don't need to worry about it. But as we get closer to the end, <laughs> it's, it's becoming more important to the day by the day. Like, um, and it is splitting like, I don't know, the wheat from the is really like, well, like being, I won't say like it's a salvation issue, like the eschatology, but it's dang close because it's it's not, like what Jesus are you believing on? Are you believing on a Jesus that you need to work for to get this this place right? Right. Or or someone that's that already said I've already done that and I'm coming back and I'm doing it. Yeah. Like it's it's very different. Um. And anyway, so that was a really great point. In, um something I very much wanted mentioned on this podcast is that the eschatology is so important when you're going to a church, ask their eschatology. Mm, Like you need to know where they where. If you don't know their eschatology, you don't know where they're leading you. Like you don't know where you're going at church. Yeah. It's, it's so important. So like, um, the seven, the seven mountains, for example, like, so they, um, they have this, um, prophecy. I don't even know who did it. Um, maybe. What? <laughs> did
2: you just fart? <laughs> no, man. It was my chair. Okay. <laughs> it didn't do it again. It didn't do it again. Okay. Okay. You redeemed yourself that I farted that time. so <laughs> Oh, this is the I'm worst. Sorry, I'm sorry. We lost all credibility, 100%. No yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so this is why you should take our word about what when you're looking at his church. <laughs> yeah, my we'll chairs.
1: Say this podcast wasn't planned, so uh, that <laughs> is that's true. true.
0: Yeah, we. Yeah, I should probably have <laughs> said something. We this is off the cuff somewhat. Uh, we had a guest schedule, but they had something came up come up, and so we have to reschedule. And so, since Jessica was already on with us, we were having a vibrant conversation. We just said, let's just go ahead and record. And so Let's, here we are. My chair is squeaking.
2: Yeah, it's, it's okay to have fun. Yes, we. Yes, Jesus did not have a problem with
1: <laughs> us having some good. levity. Okay. <laughs> Back to Wagner. So I'm going to talk about Wagner. In a second, but I think it. I don't know. But, but who did you prom- say?
0: See Peter Wagner? Is that what you said?
1: yeah i'll dive into that in just a second but i wanted to say about the like wrap up of the the, the eschatology is that they prophesied i think it may have been him but um they prophesied one billion converts and um so their that's their whole goal one billion converts to um get the world primed for jesus to come back and get this okay i'm gonna i'm gonna be getting even more angry people right <laughs> here, but they created, um, the, the owner of the, the uh, the create that started doing the IHOP, the international house of prayers mm-hmm. visited one of those in, in my Southern California days. when I was like trying to see if this is true or not, it was a weird place and I wouldn't, wouldn't go back, but, um, but they, um, uh, Collaborated with this guy, the International House of Prayer, and to make all of the IHOPs because they're gonna shove all of these billion um, uh, converts when they're ready. When they're done getting the, the world prepared, they're gonna get in to all of these IHOPs, cram in there, and pray Jesus to come down. Hmm. That's why the IHOPs. Are-
0: so they're gonna use these as. <laughs> as stations for
1: stations, yes.
0: To to call down Jesus. It's time. Okay, it's time. Yeah. And so that's crazy. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. The so
1: no the eschatology. You don't know what they're giving, guiding you to. This is
0: and this is a huge point. Don't 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 glaze over this because if you're listening, because your eschatology determines how you live. And I people, you know rosie and i will joke oh we're we're pre-trib disbies or whatever you know and um and i'm more pre-trib than i am dispensational but i just see dispensational as a logical way that god's moved but the thing Mm -hmm. is is if you're pre-tribulational in your theology and then it people say they like to accuse us of being like like oh we're gonna get lifted out of here anyways the rapture is gonna come what's we don't have to worry about it. Mm. And they look at it as like a weak, a stance of weakness. But if you believe truly that the that the rapture of the church is an imminent doctrine, which means it could happen at any moment, mm-hmm. that's going to affect how you live. Because your family and your friends that aren't believers, if you know that you could be raptured at any moment, you're going to have more of a pressing desire to see them come saved, and yeah. you're going to have a more you're going to be more pressing to to share the gospel with them because they need it, and you know that time is short, mm-hmm. and you know that time's short because you look at the signs that God's given. So your eschatology does absolutely determine how you're going to live, mm-hmm. and um, if you think that you have to. It's almost like, it's like, clean your room. Mom and dad are coming. Clean your room. Get yeah. your get your room clean because dad's coming, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how it feels to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Jack Hibbs, um, he said that went he, he uh, talks about end time prophecy a lot. Um, and he was saying that once he started doing that, his church, it was like, it was set on fire. They, like, they just... Mm-hmm up the burning desire to like hey this like we need to tell everybody and that is really um more of the um the reaction from pre-tribbers than any other eschatology that i've seen Mm. In, in the last three years i'll say i've only been watching the last three years and i deal but i deal with a lot of different viewpoints in my messages on instagram and this is the general consensus i have seen and it's not even coming from my biased view of because because i'm a pre-tripper but because um my first i'll say the first year i was looking into eschatology i i was leaning post postred because i'm like like i didn't feel like we could like um we were worthy like how could he mm-hmm you know, and, and
0: they have they like to have that phrase. Uh, judgment begins with the house of the Lord. You know, <laughs> got to get it cleaned up, get it ready. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a um, pre trippers are doing a lot of work, and I'll, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll there's they're probably out there saying like, oh, we we don't have to do anything, being lazy, like because he's gonna come save us anyway. I haven't met one.
2: Mm-mm. Me either. Yeah. And at the, at the same time, I think this is also something that uh, I just want to make this point is even though I'm uh, pre-trib, I'm still stockpiling like ammo <laughs> and guns. I'm still preparing for the possibility of me being wrong. I don't think I am because I think the Bible is very clear and I am yeah. like, i don't have any doubts. But I, I'm still I, stockpiling some food and water just in case.
1: Well, I stockpile that in the like well i mean i have i got a lot of flour y'all i like to bake bread (laughs) i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna do it without bread um but that's i we don't know how long we'll be here right um i know he's coming soon but like um this the economy stuff happening like we don't know how long we'll be here before rapture happens so we can't act all willy-nilly that like we're good
2: um and it could still get pretty dang bad before the tribulation period like you know that we could still it could be struggling for that and (laughs) i will say this other pro tip for anyone who's made it this far i don't think i've ever said this before but another really good idea that you should do is make friends with a mormon family (laughs) because mormons (laughs) they all stockpile seven years of food in their basements for enough for their entire family. And they got pretty big families. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you, But if you make friends with Mormons, they're going to want you to become Mormons. So
2: that's yeah. the only Listen, problem. Listen, when everything goes down, they're going to be real nice. And if I have to kick in their door You'll and be say, gone. hey, please, can you give me some?
0: You'll be gone. No, they won't give you food. Are you kidding me? They're so they nice. D- until. I I'm would also, kidding. if I can say too, and we'll uh, just jump back in. But uh, yeah. I would say too that um, you know Jesus calls it these end times. These these they're called birth pains, and it's the imagery is of contractions and during childbirth. And when a woman's contractions are when you get closer to the birth, the contractions happen sooner and that closer and closer together, and they get more intense. And that's what we're going to experience before Mm -hmm. you know it all. You know, literally all hell breaks loose. But I would say that a lot of people confuse persecution with tribulation
2: Mm. and
0: Mm. Jesus promised us that we would have hard, We would have difficult times that there would be persecution anyone that bears the name of Christ, Mm -hmm. um, will be persecuted. And there's a difference though, between tribulation capital T and persecution capital P and there will be persecution during the tribulation. (laughs) That's going to be really bad. Um, and you know so just knowing that um that the thing the the stage is being set for the you know in these last days everything's moving around the places are the things are getting moved around so that god can do what he wants to do in in these in the tribulation period and because he's moving things around it disrupts things happen
2: well i think this may be i can't speak from experience because i'm not a woman who's given birth but I, I'm just thinking like contractions are typically, from my understanding, painful, and uh, to say the least, <laughs> that's my understanding. <laughs> I don't know. She's laughing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, please jump in. There's a way to tee it off to go yep. next. But I'm pretty sure like the one like it's still painful throughout all the contractions. Like, it's not just, like, the very last yeah. one that all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is painful. And then, like, right. you know, that's how I think of, like, there's still going to be craziness, like, halfway mm-hmm. into the before tribula- the yeah. tribulation. Yeah, like, right. it's not Leading it's not too. all going to be easy peasy. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh baby. <laughs> Sorry so. if that, well, that makes sense.
1: What's interesting is that, like, people, you know, the post-mill or, Post-trib, like they believe that they can. I I mean, I I deal with a lot of seeing a lot of um, homesteaders that think that they can live off-grid and just bypass all of this, even though we're going into the seven-year. They they, they believe we're going to be living through the seven-year tribulation, but they'll bypass it because they're stopped. They're they're good to go. And like there's no, like it says everyone in the middle of the trib, like everyone will be forced to Mm. get that mark if you don't like you're you're not gonna make it right like, like and they, they'd say like oh overcome um, you know endure till the end like that's that's <laughs> that's not what they're talking about
2: that's that's so funny. I just I just get this picture. I'm sorry to cut you off but oh, I, I never thought about that before where it's like the, the the farmer and then you know the government the the UN white hats come at the door and they're like, open up, open up. You can't just say like I hate the Antichrist and they're gonna be like, Oh, okay, well, you you don't have to get the mark anymore and we're gonna leave you alone. Like right. that's not gonna have like No, they so take they, your land. <laughs> right. They take your land, they kill you because you're a Christian or whatever you know, whatever they plan to do with you. That's so funny. I never thought about that. That people actually think they literally will just be left alone because they live fifty miles outside of a city.
0: Right. Oh, that's so I mean, silly. you gotta hide. Like, yeah, but yeah. we know they will because they'll hide in caves and they'll pray that the rocks will fall down on them. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, so let's
0: get back to Nar. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was talking. We were talking about the Seven Mountains, but um, um, something else that like there's like off. I'll say offshoots of this too. Like they're like um, that don't actually necessarily uh, um, agree with Nar. Like they have a different. Es- eschatology or um, doctrine even like um, what's this uh, Rick, Rick Warren mm-hmm. believes in the um, oh now I'm I can't remember the four the stool with the four legs I don't know if you've heard of it, but he has like in the church has to be one of the legs, like another leg is government another. So it's kind of like the, the seven mountains, but like four legs of a stool. And so that's why he, that was his excuse of like why he's involved with the world economic forum. But it's like, um, if, if you find yourself in the, like a member or in the world economic forum, you might have took took the wrong turn at some point. <laughs> um, exactly. But so what the um Nar people call them okay, so I'll say I do need to dive into like the specifics of NAR, but like what Bill Johnson says now is that he he had one of his pastors or leaders or whatever refute the claims against Bill Johnson. It's like it's Bethel questioning Bethel. Right. <laughs> Oh, I I don't believe in NAR, and he like he's he said he didn't believe in NAR, but he he they just reworded it, y'all, because they don't want to be called out, and so they they talk a lot about now they they'll reference it as the fivefold ministry, like they'll just keep referencing that, which it's they believe it's that the apostles and prophets are very much a part of the church still, and this is um uh new apostolic reformation is uh, kind of relate is what i say is the fourth wave of pentecost and if you look at history and when pentecost um started like there's there was some clear or maybe the third wave maybe i'm getting that wrong um there was some no i think it's the fourth so first second third fourth and it just keeps getting kind of worse and worse (laughs) well even like the, uh, the beginning was pretty bad but um but you see when this all started and I don't have my timeline in front of me to actually know the year, but it, it was like um, it was all within when Israel started being a focus again. And if you all know or have heard the last episodes, um, I, I teach on a lot about the importance of Israel and times and um, the, the times we're in right now because Israel is a nation and how this world is completely different Um, these last 200 years than any other time on earth. We are in severely unique days, but um, so I'd say like a good rule of thumb, anything that's like this, like movements that have started after like 1917 or 1948, probably red flag, like maybe don't go all in on it. So, and that's exactly what has happened. Like this Pentecost stuff, I, I won't, I won't put over like the the whole denomination because there's plenty of like, uh, um, charismatics I agree with and all that. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting anything on them. I'm just, yeah. I'm where Pentecost has gotten now because of this fourth wave of new apostolic reformation. It's, it's twisted up. It's um, started with P- uh, C. Peter Wagner, and um, he actually has a un- he had a university. I don't. I guess it's still going because Bill Johnson was um, was on staff for that. And so Bill Johnson actually has said several, a few times, a handful of times, that he doesn't have any um, relation to Wagner. Hmm. but he's literally like a teacher at his university along with many other Bethel leaders. So like there's things that like he, he like tried to detach himself from when people started calling out this movement, but he's very much part of it. And it has from the beginning. Um, uh, Where was I? Oh, so like, um, the apostles and the prophets, that's what I was talking about, the fivefold ministry. Um, they, they believe it's a very much an active ministry and they can, um, they can actually, um, appoint apostles and prophets. Mm -hmm. So there was more than 12 apostles and, um, every, every church, every uh, apostle, um, run church has a prophet over them. And, um, a lot of the churches won't actually even list that as because they want to detach from the name hmm. because people have caught on. but Bill Johnson is uh, is the apostle um, apostle. Um Chris Valentin is the the false prophet of Bethel. like that is their that's how they do church. Um, that's how they run their church. and there's so many churches. Go on to narconnections I don't remember org or com. I don't remember. Just look up nar Google Nar connections, and um, you can see like they'll there will be a list of like um, um, people that are associated with Nar or are Nar teachers, and they can put you. They have the information in each um, name that shows who they are if they are the apostle or the prophet, and who their apostle or prophet is. Um, and I'll say just, I mean, this is ridiculous, but you, the apostleship um, is something that you can actually um, sign up for and pay a yearly fee for Sweet. because that's in scripture, right? right. Uh, so I have it here. <laughs> Um, you can be an, an apostle for an annual fee. And, um, this doesn't go on, like, you don't go get it from Bethel. Um, you get it from the, like a NAR, like I think Wagner's website, I don't remember. But, um, uh, so the United, so United States based member fee is $450 a year. You can be apostle. You have to have two referrals and that can be pretty much anyone. There's (laughs) not.
0: (laughs) <laughs> just hey, just so you know, I pulled up the Nar um, oh. Connections website, and uh-huh. and so Bill Johnson's name is there. I clicked on his name, and it says that he is the lead pastor at Bethel Church. He is the founder of Bill Johnson Ministries. Bill is a member of the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders.
1: Okay, so that's yes, that's where it is at.
0: <laughs> and uh, he's a member of the Global Council of Empowered Twenty One. Uh I have no idea what that is, so yeah. and he's a teacher at Wagner University, which yeah. is c Peter Wagner's college
1: That's yeah
0: so yeah he's he's all in <laughs> all up in that business of the n a r
1: um so four hundred and fifty dollars a year i'm I'm going down like i have the screenshot of the prices for the apostleship it's just kind of funny so um married apostles com- combined fee you get a discount if you're married <laughs> so six hundred and fifty dollars could you imagine being both apostles in a marriage like <laughs> mm, god, you do the dishes today like god just, told what? me
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then okay last one though um if you're an american indian you get a discount.
0: Oh.
1: For wow. three, $350. So there's there's That's... some discounts too. And if we you if become you, apostles. If you,
2: <laughs> I, I already I, I already signed up for one of those free Unitarian church uh <laughs> like ten years ago. I get like an email every year where it's like, hey, you've been a pastor for uh, ordained minister. That's oh what you're called. an ordained minister. If I can <laughs> add apostle on there? Dude, so much credibility. Tax t- tax breaks too, bro. Yo.
1: So my question is, what if you miss payment? What if what? You miss the payment.
0: You get
2: it revoked, man.
0: Yeah. It's not God's like- calling. I mean, why do you think they stand down there with <laughs> trash
2: bags collecting money? <laughs> no, but, uh, you, you have to go hang yourself. <laughs> That's probably what they're... I could see them saying... Do you think they... I'm not even joking. I, I started off with that. Do you think that they... Bully you into some ju You're just a Judas. Would they say something like that? Like you were an oh, apostle, God. and now you, now you're not anymore.
1: Yeah, because you didn't pay your annual fee. Like God, I don't understand. Birds are gonna like, pluck are you out prophet? your eyes. Are you deemed false after that? Then, like no,
0: they don't know what a false prophet. They, they have no. It's what they'll do is they'll say, look, if you don't pay your dues, the anointing is going to lift from you, and all of your influence will be taken from you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So awful. Um, So the so here's one some of the stuff that I was whenever I was starting to question because again I was a new Christian and I'm trying to what's true and so I presented some questions. I'm like, okay, well, Scripture says this, and like I'm just trying to get it organized in my head. I was literally like an innocent person on this. I wasn't. I'm like, tell like I'm trying to gobble up truth. Just let me help me understand, you know. And so I went with my questions and I was not. I was literally shut down. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, I was, they told me I had a spirit of religion. Um, I was speaking like a Pharisee. And, oh, and like they, their whole thing is they love to make, make fun of you theologians. Like, oh. cause I'm studying the Bible. So the thing is, is that huh. when you're a, postal, when you're an apostle, um, I always feel like I'm saying that wrong too, but you um, you get, so that's why Bill Johnson felt comfortable saying, um, Fast from your Bible for 30 days, because he's the Word of God. Right. If you're an apostle, you carry the Word of God yourself. Yeah. You are God's
0: mouthpiece.
1: Speaker. Yeah, mouthpiece. So it's like that's real dangerous, y'all. Yeah. Like yeah. this isn't, this isn't, this is stuff you should not be messing with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, whenever, whenever someone, diminishes and this is yes okay so in this is common in some charismatic circles as well is that when you begin to question what they're doing in light of scripture
1: Mm -hmm.
0: they will hold to a position of well not everything that's in scripture god God can move outside the bounds of scripture Mm -hmm. like he's not he's not he's not forced to have to Mm -hmm. you know yeah don't put
1: box yeah don't right.
0: put god in a box is a very common thing and to mm-hmm. and i would say you know like for me i'm like well the framework of scripture is a safe it's safe for me right. mm-hmm. like and there's enough just in the framework of scripture to live that it'll take up the rest of my life to try and get that right you mm-hmm. know what i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: and start adding all this other stuff outside of it and also who determines what's accepted by God once you move outside the box, you know, the so-called box. So um, Bill Johnson says, don't read your Bible for 30 days. Take a fast. Listen, even though Jesus himself said, I am the bread of life and Mm -hmm. man may not live by by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And Timothy, Paul tells us in Timothy that all scripture is God-breathed and useful Mm -hmm. and, and we should be on a steady diet of God's word which is the implications in scripture itself yeah. telling us but my apostle told me I need to take a break from reading God's word for 30 days so my spirit man gets famished and then I can just rely on him mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to guide me he's mm-hmm. going to tell me what's up mm-hmm. that's craziness yeah.
1: and what's also interesting I didn't I didn't mention before is that like things like that um uh, conference the healing thing I don't know what you call it um they they don't record those so, a lot of the crazy bogus stuff that happens isn't recorded.
2: Mm. Right.
1: So, there's people say, like, oh, I checked out Bill Johnson's um, last few sermons and he didn't say anything wrong. Right. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Wait,
2: that, that's kind of crazy. Right when we started talking about it, I just, th- this video is making its rounds again. Um, have you seen the one where, like, all of a sudden the guy's like, I'm not gay anymore. I won't dress like a woman. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to kiss boys. Like, yes. all that stuff. Yes. That's <laughs> been making the rounds again. So, and like you said, like, the Benny Hinn one and, like, all the crazy, like, you know, <laughs> you know, like all the, making, <laughs> um, you know, saying all those crazy, crazy things that used to happen. Maybe they look a little bit older or they're in a different country or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That just blows my mind because if those are the ones that like make their way out that they don't see anything wrong with and they're like still they're out there. Those are the ones that they allow out there. I kind of want to go to one of these just to see (laughs) how crazy it is. No, you don't. You don't.
1: There's some stuff I saw. Like there's some things. There's a. Have you all heard of the fire tunnel?
0: A fire tunnel. No, but that sounds like something after you go to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> All
2: right, dude. High five. That's a good one. Jeez. Oh, so well, true.
1: You know, like people like literally go like make a little tunnel with their hands. And-
0: <laughs> they make a tunnel with their hands.
1: Yeah. Like in high walk- school? Like, the but, like preschool. One on either side and you walk through this tunnel. <laughs> While they're like um, speaking, claiming things over you, and like uh. prophesying for you, and at the end you have to fall in a giggling um, or um, seizing way, and then there's there's gold glitter that comes out, and literally people I've seen still, there's still people that think this is real. Yeah. The so glory it's- cloud. It's called the glory cloud. Mm-hmm. And it comes down from, like, what, the air vents or whatever they put them in? And it's like, it, y'all, like, they set it up. <laughs> those, are, oh,
2: those are holy air vents.
1: Yes, holy air vents. Um, there's something called the honey um, the honey bowl. Mm. Is that?
2: Oh,
0: I've. Okay. Is this Winnie the Pooh related? Is this the one where they stick their head in the honey? And it, it's like a can on the stage or something?
1: It's like a can of the Holy Spirit that you get drunk on. You stick your head in. And you come out, and you're all drunk in the spirit, and you fall over. Um,
0: uh, where you stick your head in, the demon enters.
1: Yeah, I know. And then it you is, fall over. I forget the name of it, but there's... Um,
0: Kundalini. This, yes. Yeah.
1: That's, that's what this is. Yeah, like, yeah. it's the same thing, wrapped up differently. Like.
0: Well, there's evidence. Um, you can do. You can even look on YouTube and find this, but there's evidence of a Kundalini spirit where they speak in different like tongues, and they also shake... They do this shaking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you see the people start to shake and they move their heads and stuff and do weird things. But that's not even like, I mean, that's been around, like you were saying, like, well, that was like second wave, like the falling over <coughs> in the spirit was like second wave, oh, yeah. you know, no. Um The thing, one thing, I don't know if you've ever seen this, uh, um, we may have mentioned it, is this grave soaking.
1: Oh, yes, the grave soaking.
0: And then the, the cards.
1: Sp- the
2: angel cards the or the angel, angel
0: board. Angel board and some S- kind of cards.
2: cards or something, yeah.
0: So it's mm-hmm. basically a Ouija board and tarot, tarot <laughs> cards that they've repurposed for God just mm-hmm. to be able to do occult practices in the mm-hmm. church. And this is the insanity of, like, the grave soaking, for instance. Like, so – the theology behind it is because something happened in scripture. And I think that a lot of times they go to that story where Elijah was buried in the – he was buried. They hadn't yet covered his body, and a guy uh, – they threw a, just another dead body on top of Elijah. And then that mm-hmm. body – that guy rose from the dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then and then they also use Elijah and Elisha because Elisha, who was the understudy of Elijah in the school of prophets that they had, he was like – oh if you're with me when I'm taken, you'll get a double portion of Mm. of my mantle. And Elisha was like, Yeah, and so he's like hanging on, right? He's like, I'm I'm gonna be there. And then when the chariots of fire come and take Elijah away, he ends up getting and the first miracle he does is he splits the Jordan and walks Mm. across. Which is pretty (laughs) incredible. Like all those things are incredible. But as I've said before, being for me as a dispensationalist, like that was a move that God did for a specific time, for a specific reason, through a specific person. And exactly. it, just because it happened, it's like, yeah, <laughs> Jonah was in the belly of a whale and died. I'm not going to s- expect that, that God many prophets are going to want to go and do that part. Right. You know, mm-hmm. why aren't they signing up for that? <laughs> they all want to call fire down on Mount Carmel, but they don't want to go in the belly of a whale and die.
2: Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. It's so true,
0: and he did die, by the way. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> most people say no, he didn't. He didn't
2: die. Yes, he did. Read, read Jonah too. Read it Jonah literally too. starts off when he said, "Like his prayer." The, the, yeah, I died at the depths of the ocean <laughs> as the seaweed choked the life out of me. I will say to get back to this, I can't remember where I came across it. I think it was a Vice documentary. You know, like how Vice does these thirty-minute-long YouTube documentaries or whatever, and there was one. That it was these recovered, I don't know if the YouTube algorithm was like picking up on something. But it was like these recovered, these people who got so clean and sober, so um, off drugs. And then they started um, smoking fake crack. <laughs> so, you know, like y- you say like getting drunk in the spirit. They took it to being high in the spirit. So they would like, they'd literally have like lighters and they just hold up like a fake crack pipe like there's nothing there and they just go you know like it's say and just start doing it and there's like this whole I-, I think it's very small obscure it's not sure mainline but like that's where this can lead you know what i mean like this idea of stick can-
0: your head into a trash can and <laughs> yeah in. And- get the anointing on your head like a like yeah. honey you call it a honey pot is that what you called it
1: um it was a honey bowl
0: honey I, bowl oh they can't call they, it a honey, honey, pot. honey pot something else yeah yeah they can't call it that
1: <laughs> but um there's also so there's also this lie that like kind of joins in like that's what like through so many of these false movements that kind of go hand in hand like they're not the same but they like they're buddies um like the prosperity gospel like um kind of two separate things, but they kind of intertwine or like, um, Christ- new age Christianity too. Like it all kind of forms together, but, um, there is the, um, what they'll deny, but, um, what Chris Ballatin has actually said is that like they are little gods, they're God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the big lies here. Um, like, um, there's so many that have said it and you can sit there and say like, Oh, you did not mean it. And, um, he didn't mean it that way. Or this was taken out of context. Like if you were a pastor or any sort of teacher and you were on a stage and you got to the, uh, any point in the, com- in the, in the teaching and saying that you are God, mm-hmm. you could probably step down and just have a moment to yeah. be like, okay, I accidentally said that. And maybe I shouldn't teach for a while. Yeah, Like it, was if that was some sort of weird situation that should not have happened but it's not a weird situation it's not this coincidence or taken out of context this is something that have they have said over and over and over again and um multiple of them, like multiple yeah. like not just one here and there like this whole movement of people yeah have, has con- like confirmed this mm-hmm. that they believe um paula white with uh the Trump advisor girl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she she very much she has a big old clip on it, like talking about we are we Jesus was the son of God and we're the sons of God. So we're God too. And it, it's just it's it's they're not blunt with it as she was. Right. But still say it. Joyce Meyer has said it said it. Uh Stephen Ferguson Stephen
0: Ferdick, yep. I was just about um, to say that.
1: There's a few others that I'm I just teady. probably won't
0: here <laughs> TD Jakes has said it yeah absolutely um, um,
1: yeah. yeah and it's something that they like to like um people love to like mo- like let's not look like like let's make excuses for this and I'm like there is no excuse because it just keeps happening and that because it is what they believe it is their theology yes it's doctrine yes. that' we're gods um and it, and isn't this here it is that isn't this what we got kicked out of the garden for Hmm. Like, isn't we wanted that knowledge? We wanted to be God. We wanted, like, that's what Satan's hold up was. Like,
0: you, won't wanted, you be like God? Yeah.
1: Like, it's just we are. We're always going back to the lies,
0: and in a lot of the stuff that they, you know, the anointing and mm-hmm. the the things that they say. That are they lay claim to that we should be partaking in and doing um, mm-hmm. are things that were pretty exclusive for Jesus in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I was reading in in uh, Luke's Gospel this morning, and it just said, "With many signs and wonders, he proved to them that he was the Son of God." So, like he, mm-hmm. they rejected his words, and and then he said, but, but with many words and signs and wonders, he proved to them that he was the Son of God." And um, and so the signs and wonders were something that Jesus was pretty it was, that was his thing, right? And then you do see it in the New Testament. I see it in Acts as well um, with, with Bar- Paul and Barnabas that um, you know they would be debating these people and bringing the gospel into these places and then God would use them in miraculous ways um, mm-hmm. to once again prove the message. It was always to prove the message. Yeah, And yeah. Um, what you don't see in a lot of these NAR churches is you see a lot of emotional, quote-unquote, signs and wonders, I say that in quotes, mm-hmm. but you don't see the gospel. You mm-hmm. don't yeah. hear the gospel.
1: It's like a. I I feel someone in the room, like one of Bill Johnson's was, I feel someone in the room has like a bad, bad ache, back, back ache or something like that that we couldn't see. And it's like, oh, I did. And it's like, it wasn't provable. It wasn't.
2: Right.
0: Or who doesn't have a backache? If you're over I, the age of 43, you're going to be have some kind of ailment. Yeah.
2: <laughs> your knee, your back, your hip. Thir- uh, 33. <laughs> 33. I'm, feel- I'm feeling it.
1: <laughs> Their whole thing is like having enough faith to be healed. And one of the things that I I did at that comp- healing conference thing was I went down for prayer at the end. And um, I have this jaw. Sometimes you'll see me like messing with my jaw. I have a jaw issue. Um And, um, I asked for healing over it and, and she kept on asking me like, okay, a scale one to 10, how does it feel now? I'm like, it's the same. (laughs) It it literally would need the bone to grow back. And, um, it hasn't yet. And, um, she literally said, okay, well, it's not healing because, um, you have some, um, um, you have some faith issues. (laughs) I um. I'm um, okay. I guess because uh, uh, you know, I thought I thought I was only supposed to have the faith of a mustard seed. Right. I don't even have that. I don't even have that. That's so tiny, and I don't have that. Wow, I must be a heathen, wow. you know. Yeah. But also, Miss Mister, you know, you need to have enough faith to be healed. Why does Bill Johnson wear glasses? I don't right. understand. He is supposed to be the leader of everybody. Like I don't. Yeah. But I. That
0: doesn't have enough faith. No, and that is a very that's a very important point. Mm-hmm. Um, when you place onto someone that their faith is, and and it's hard because there's places where Jesus is like your faith is healed. You go on, right? You know, mm-hmm. but He also defines that for us mm-hmm. because who who were they trusting and believing in and asking for? They were asking for Jesus Himself to heal, mm-hmm. to touch, and so their faith was in Christ, not in them, and that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that is the is the confusion with this because they would say the reason God's not healing you is because your faith is a reward and your healing would be a reward of your faith that you have great faith in, in God and they push it back on you and it becomes a works-based yeah. situation. Exactly. And That's it, where works come in. Yeah. Anytime that someone, anytime that there's a works-based anything in faith, you are, you are in error. Mm-hmm okay Mm -hmm. and and i know people are gonna go to james oh but what about faith and work and he's like yeah it starts with faith and you do works because you have faith Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and so and i know people are like yeah well if you had faith then the work the holy spirit would heal you know well but what about the people that got what about all those christians in the first era that were praying for to not die and nero came and chopped their heads off or put them in his garden like what about all them Mm -hmm.
2: were they did they not have enough faith like, Me? you can't, you can't do that. Right. And the the thing that you're saying, what you're saying in James is uh, the faith is an outpouring. Or I'm sorry. The action is an outpouring of because you have faith, then you're right. going to do something. What they're saying is you have to do something in order to get faith. And if you don't right. get that yeah, faith, it's, it, it's the reverse of it. Yeah. know you know, you're, to get this action, you have to do right. the other thing. Yeah. Right, And uh, I mean, just this is so like crappy to say, <laughs> to use a good word um, and very frustrating is because then there's this whole aspect of like what you were just talking about of like, oh, well, I guess I don't have enough faith. And y- so you look at like a, a terrible health situation, you know what I mean? Like you look yeah. at someone And uh, this is actually like the Pharisees talked about this too, or, you know, oh, you know, this guy must be, uh, must have leprosy because his family, he had a a family curse. You know, there's something about him that makes him worse than because he doesn't have enough faith. It it gets into these hierarchical structures of, like, if you see someone who, this is going to sound really terrible, passes away because of some disease, even after they've been praying, you know, obviously someone has a life threatening thing and they yeah. genuinely have faith people in that church would, I'm assuming in line with their doctrine is well, you know, that, that person died of that thing. Right. Because they just didn't have enough faith. You well, know, I would bring up Paul. Yeah.
0: And I, cause Paul said, I prayed three times for God to take this thorn away from me.
2: You mm-hmm. know, this thorn in yeah. his
0: side, which was pop. There's a lot of debate on what was a thorn, but either way, he didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. And it didn't get removed. It didn't get removed. And then yeah. and then the blind guy that was healed by Jesus, and the disciples clearly Sorry, yeah. asked Jesus, and they were like, who did this? His, was it his sin or his parents? And Jesus like, neither. He's actually, his ailment is because it's for the glory of God. Right. And and then he ends up healing him, right? And But sometimes our, like, you know, your jaw, I mean, it's just so sad, Jessica, that you don't have enough faith to get your jaw healed. I feel really bad for you. Um, but, but sometimes God permits these things in our lives for his glory. And we don't know what the other side of that is. Mm -hmm. I mean, Paul prayed three times and if anybody's going to have their prayer heard, Paul, (laughs) right? I mean, come on. The guy had faith. They would send napkins that he had used to people and they would be healed when they touched them. Yeah. So it's not Mm -hmm. like there wasn't some supernatural anointing on Paul right yeah there was there definitely was he raised the dead i mean a kid fell out of a window when he was preaching one time and he raised him from the dead yeah <laughs> like we know he did these things it's mm-hmm. recorded yeah so sometimes like that i just get so frustrated with the put it back on your faith put it back on your yeah, faith yeah you too cuz jessica you said it perfectly you said uh, it, i thought it was just a mustard seed could move an entire
2: mountain mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's it don't it that <laughs> <laughs> right but in the same way uh in this is like that cult mindset is Mm -hmm. it keeps you inside of it because Mm -hmm. instead of, so, you know, maybe some people who get trapped into that are like, well, how do I get the next faith? And they're like, well, you have to come to the next revival or you have to give more money because by you giving money, that's an outpouring of your faith into the church and then the church will do this. You're sowing seeds, man. And so you, it, it's a, it's a control system yeah, yeah. because at the same time, if you really believe that and I'm not, tr- you know, whatever, it's it, heretical. It's kind of silly. It's stupid. There's no basis in reality of believing that. But I hope that people, if anyone's listening that you're stuck in that leave you know, hopefully. Um,
1: <laughs> and it's so hard. There's so many stories. Like when I came up, oh, so I have this in a false, I have the false highlight on my Instagram where I have, mm-hmm. um, all of this, like, written down and, and out there for everybody to see and d- even the clips of people saying, I am God. <laughs> okay. mm. But um, I got so much, so much messages. Like, I was, like, bawling for days straight after this mm. because so many people reached out to me and said, I thought I was alone. Um, I thought, like, I was, it was my fault. Like, I was the one, like, there's so much damage this false doctrine has create has has happened to families and to people it's destroyed people yeah. like this stuff is not a joke like this is this is serious and it has affected so many people and it, and um and even people like um were in it and they're like i don't know how to get out of it because their whole life was built around this you go to the mm-hmm. their harry potter natural supernatural school and <laughs> That's your that's your life. Those are your friends. Right. You know, like you've built a life around this. You've poured money into this. You've distanced yourself from family mm-hmm. because of this. This is a cult. Yeah. Like, and it's destroyed people. Like this is it's awful.
0: And I think you you something you said at the beginning was really important. You said I, the type of people that are drawn to this. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people are. In need, they have something that's greatly lacking in their life. And so they're searching. And uh, so they would go to this meeting thinking that, and, and the people that are participants in that meeting regularly, they have a coworker that all of a sudden has cancer. Mm-hmm. Or they're going through a divorce, or their kid is in you know trouble, or whatever, and so they tell them you should come to this because we'll pray for you, and we pray, and things people have been healed, right. people people have been you know kids have come home, and marriages have been restored, and and mm-hmm. they make this big promise, and then when the people come, th- they get prayed over, and it's this big emotional thing. They're crying, and people are prophesying mm-hmm. over them, and then if it doesn't happen, where does that leave them?
1: Right. right.
0: Do they just yep. abandon God altogether and say that's a bunch of hooky. That's
2: a, that's a great point, yeah.
1: You know, and that one point on back to the this the revival note that I forgot to mention in the eschatology of it all because their 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 prophecy prophecy is one billion converts to bring Jesus down <laughs> here. We're we're conquering the seven mountains to bring him here, getting the world ready for him, and that is why revival is so important to them. That is the reason why, because of their false eschatology. Mm-hmm. So, so all these people coming at me because I'm needing to um, prayerfully discern if you know this revival in where where was it? I don't even remember. Asbury, but Asbury, or um, um, people taking the anointing and bringing it elsewhere. Like we need to stop and really discern, pray for what what's really happening here because there's there's false stuff out here with wacko eschatology trying to force a revival for jesus to come back because our lives depend on it like we depend on
2: yeah and i i'm happy you brought that up and i don't think we never touched on it with the we didn't do a podcast about that you did Mm -hmm. a really good little instagram video Turner yes. we were talking oh, about on it? the Asbury thing? at the Asbury yeah. thing, Thank but you. one thing we didn't uh, touch on is and this lines up very well with, you know, I, I had a, not my regular Twitter account, but I remember going <laughs> on Twitter and like, you know, ca- causing a ruckus a little bit with people of that. And, but mm-hmm. there was, uh, some guy, uh, some video got posted, someone sent me and, uh, basically he found the school pulled it down after this video started going viral like right away um so the school because i tried looking for it when i saw the video and the school pu- pulled it down asbury just in particular has been doing what they called revivals every year in february for like a hundred years <laughs> and they've been doing it and that's what they call it they're because they're charismatic and they call it revival so they do revivals and Like Mm -hmm. there are stories of people, you know, getting into that whole thing. But I think that's such a a thing that can get very tricky nowadays with social media, especially, Mm -hmm. is we'll see these stories without knowing there can be ways to make it look like something attractive Mm -hmm. or, you know, these things. Uh, But it seems like every single one that I've heard of this, there's always some sort of. Ulterior motive behind it, obviously, but at the same time, like they literally do this every year for 110 years. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. that's not genuine, yeah. and you can see why they're doing it because they have to get a billion people. And I, I'm curious, but, wh- where did the? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, do you know where the oh, a billion people came from? Because. I don't see any numbers like in the Bible. There's none.
1: It's a prophecy that no. That's the thing. It's because they have their own new prophecy. They've added as scripture because they're apostles and they can. Their words are scripture. So um, that's one of their scriptures. I mean, (laughs) their prophecies is one billion converts, Um, and that's. Here's the thing with true eschatology, true solid. Um, what they would call me dispensationalist <laughs> eschatology is that there will be a revival and that will be at the beginning of the seven year tribulation in the first three and a half years. There will be a crazy revival. Um, the two witnesses will be spreading the gospel. There's three angels literally uh, flying overhead spreading the gospel and there will be 144,000 sealed Jews spreading the gospel and anybody who like wants to wake up and actually warn people about what scripture says is going to happen, the seven year tribulation, those people you warn, they're going to be able to spread the gospel in the seven year tribulation as well. So it's going to be a massive revival, but it's going to be met with a massive persecution like none other.
0: Yeah. And I would say too, um, this, this plays into perfectly with this, um, great awakening Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. of mentality that I keep hearing about. Like, Um, So a billion souls and we, you know, we need to get Jesus to come back. And so we got to get that billion. And then they start to see something like a small revival and -hmm. they're like, oh, this is it. It's happening. It's happening. It's all happening now. And they get this fervor worked up. And and there is going to be a deception in the last days before the rapture that we believe because of what Thessalonians talks about where there is an apostasy, there's actually a falling away, not an awakening. Mm-hmm. And it's a great falling away that's going to happen. Where And I think this could be part of that teaching that will fuel that, and they'll misinterpret. And... A lot of people think the last days are not going to be a spiritual time. Mm. It's going to be heightened spirituality. <laughs> it's not going to be Christian. It's not going to mm. be Holy Spirit. It's going to be just heightened spirituality in many different forms. That's yeah. my opinion. Mm. Based on what I see, you know, and what Scripture tells me. So, yeah. that's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, and I see it already. There's just everybody's. Like, like they were. They a lot of people say they're
0: spiritual. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what does that mean?
0: or God, like we we trust God, you know. Yeah. Who's God? What God?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's hey. his name?
1: <laughs> Universalist. The uh, Rob Bells and
0: I'm yeah. just saying all
1: names tonight. I guess.
0: Yeah, all the emergence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I wanted to just maybe go through a few words that, like, okay, so like um, a lot of people say, like, how can I tell if my church is nar? Mm. Because literally, they will not say they are nar. <laughs> they will not. We went to the, like the last the, the last church that we had dealt with this these issues. My husband asked, like, are you part of nar? And they're like, what is that? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I don't even know. him. what do what. No. <laughs> Like, totally overcompensating? No, no, I don't even know. I, 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 can you repeat it? I can't even say the word. I've never heard the word before. Car. C- car? Like a car? Like a drive-in? Oh,
1: It's kind of like the Bill Clinton, I did not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Or the Jordan Peterson. Dep- depends what you mean by the word believe. Like, you know, doing yeah. all the like word tricks. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, I have... <clears throat> In my highlights, I'll have I have this list, but I'm going to go just go through these. Like um, the words they say will really show their colors, and not to say that like if your church will say this one word, but none of the others, like that they're a nar, it needs to be most of these words. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I also have in my um, highlights uh, one called Church Search that um, if you're looking for a church and wondering what to ask your church. I have a list of stuff in that highlight um, to ask your church and a lot of resources to go through too. Um, Anyway, so there's, there's a few, few words to to like test is slain in the spirit, being drunk in the spirit, Mm -hmm. um, drunk on Holy spirit Um, fire. They're, they're very much like fire, like (laughs) fire. Fire. They'll literally just say, fire,
0: fire. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of you with some butter. Yeah. Fire, 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 fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, they're very into the word realms, the realm. Um, anointing is a big one, which is like, that's a word that like is in the Bible, but it's like how they, they're presenting it. Like I had the anointing of Heidi Baker. I reject that in Jesus name. Amen. <laughs> mm. um, new revelation. <laughs> we have a book of revelation that's all you need to know <laughs> yeah. that it actually very much warns against adding to the book of revelation um strongly yeah commanding god um oh. i command they they say that in prayer like they it's like they're claiming um i proclaim i i command they um i command commanding demons Loosen, like with, yeah yeah, which is a whole other subject with the demon thing because I—I mean, demons are real and um, they should be rebuked. But like, there's a, there's a whole thing with demons. Okay, yeah. um, just <laughs> <some of> <laughs> um forgiving, forgiving God for anything. Did you hear that, Pastor of Bethel, come out and I had to ask, I had to forgive God.
0: Mm. Oh my goodness.
1: Um, um, we say yes to you, God. He never needs our permission, y'all. That's right. right. Um declare proclaim activate oh activate is a trigger for me. Oh man, that was used at that job. Um activate. Activate. Yeah. And then the speaking success, victory, healing over you. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking it over you is a big one. Manifest. Um God is reckless. Oh. God, not reckless. Um you got a impart- song yeah that's a whole song impartation um prayer slash angel language um angel language is a big thing um i don't even want to go into it I just, let, let's just move on um god told me just it's a red flag i mean i understand god speaks to us but like if he, like it's such a manipulated thing that they, yeah. they um fresh wind um <laughs> <laughs> more, I'll just cry out more 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 all the time when like when the Holy Spirit is on you or whatever and then um, a covering and creative power it's it's that's just my short list I'll say
2: can I I, I just want to say something about that list and turn okay. you, Turner you can jump in here too if I'm too off base and okay. you got to ring me in okay I I don't know if it's like most of the words I think if they say like one of those <laughs> words like I think you kind of oversold it where you're like I don't you know I know you're being cautious yeah. but like
1: cautious y'all
2: <laughs> if I heard my pastor start saying fire fire more fire like that um or crowning or commanding God Yeah. crowning I'll, I'll go ahead and say it because I'm I'm a little more you know I, I, I don't care about saying it um <laughs> If they say one of those words, you should be on the lookout. If they say two of those, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, all of those are, are, I can't think of one that uh, other than, like, some of those are just, if someone said, I command God, I would walk out immediately, like, <laughs> rebuke, start praying. You know, like, that, yeah. that's, some of those are yeah. very mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, they justify it by, like, um, telling us our authority Mhm. In- Christ. They, they, they're they very, um, like, you, you have to have a, some sort of, a, like, a, a good amount of authority if, you, if you're preparing this world for Jesus to come back, right? That's, tr- well, that's true. Well,
0: I mean, Jesus himself said, I only do the things I see the Father right. doing. I only say the things the Father says or
1: mm-hmm. tells me
0: to say. So he didn't yeah. even command God. He literally submitted himself to the Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's, it's just so backwards, it's so self-oriented. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's self-elevating and yeah. um and there's a lack of humility. I mean, these apostles, man, they these guys walking around with the they I get a little I understand there's certain st- streams of Christianity where bishops are people call themselves bishops and and that Mm -hmm. and i've met some very godly men who call themselves bishops and they're humble and they're not gnar and Mm -hmm. um and it's just kind of part of their stream of that they're like i don't want to call it denomination because most of them are non-denominational but it's just a stream of their christian faith and but when i see that stuff with like the well like let's like this is a really tough subject to bring up about it but uh, there was this pray for olive do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. And it was a girl that was dying. And I guess she died and they were going to – Some God told uh, one of these men that she yeah. was going to be raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they waited and prayed. Yeah.
1: There's a whole hashtag, pray for all. Of
0: yeah, and she did not raise from the dead. No. And it's not to say that God doesn't – like, this is the thing. It's not that God – your faith – has to be in Christ on mm-hmm. any of these things and you have to just believe that God can do it. Mm-hmm. Not that God will do it. Mm-hmm. That's up to him. Mm-hmm. And if he's good and, and he's loving and he's just in all that he does and he never makes a mistake and he chooses not to raise Allah from the dead, then God is still good. And mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for God to raise him from the dead. Yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. You can ask. But don't, It's almost like they put it on display on purpose and Mm. almost like they're trying to twist God's arm and just like, oh, man, if I don't raise this little girl from the dead, I'm going to look really bad here. Right. Which is a selfish,
2: manipulative thing. And I – two thoughts just popped into my head. One of them is you hear – or I hear particularly – it it seems like more of the ones that I – uh, here of stories of miraculous healings or people being brought back from the dead or things that happen kind of in modern day tend to be a lot and we might have talked about this before that it's in like um missionaries saying that mm-hmm. in like other places it seems yeah. where i think Outside of Western culture, they're more spiritually in tune, anyways. There's a, yeah, without yeah. getting into all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> that I, I've i read and like heard accounts from people that I trust that are like, oh, I, I, God's really working in, you know, name some sub Saharan, you know, yeah. some country. And so these things, what I'm getting at is God does do miracles. Yeah. 100%. These kind of things. I don't want to say all the time. I don't want to no. say often. But they do. he doesn't. Yeah. Still, uh, probably every day that there's stuff happening. Yeah. And yeah. like that isn't tied into any faith. So it's not like God do- isn't doing these things. Right. Or he can't heal someone. Or he can't regrow your jaw, you know, like the bone in your jaw. Yeah. Um, or he can't, you yeah. know, cause my knee or whatever. You know, any, any of these things. And the second one is... This is more sort of a question for you of what you would think about when I preface this question. Those healings are stuff that happens outside of NAR churches. How would they explain that? Would they say like, oh, those people really didn't get healed because they're outside of what we're teaching and only Mm -hmm. the real healings happen here, so they're lying? Have you heard any of that kind of stuff where they're discounting maybe real – healings because it's not within their mm. bounds of heresy I've,
1: I've not heard of of any of that Um they are very much um, they they will hop on any healing hmm. yeah. like no like it's it see like they, they want to prove it so much right okay that it's just more of a, a more of a dramatic over overkill. I guess (laughs) like they, they won't even like look up and see if it's, it's real. They'll they'll
2: take credit for everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like see it's moving.
0: Um, It's really interesting too, because in healing in particular, there is a a gift of healing that is mentioned in the list that Paul gives out as one of the spiritual gifts. And so there will be people who have the spiritual gift of healing. I don't know how that looks. I don't know what that specifically is, looks like. I do know that um, there, there was a, when I was a pastor, we would do a midweek service, and at the end of worship, we would open up the altar for people to come forward and pray with someone if you had a need. And myself and another pastor prayed for a woman who had a report of cancer. Mm. And, We prayed that God would heal her. We anointed her with oil, as the scriptures say. And like a month later, she comes back and she says, I have amazing news. They did scans and there's no more cancer in my body. Mm -hmm. And so God chose to heal her. Does Mm -hmm. that other pastor I was with, does he have the gift of healing? I don't know. But we just praised God. We were like, praise God. He's so amazing that he had mercy on you and thankful that he heard our prayer. But it had nothing to do with us. Right. Like I, yeah. w- what I held the oil, the no- little olive thing of oil. Right. <laughs> like oh, I did a lot to help this cancer get out of your body. Right.
1: <laughs> well, that's that kind of goes in the the debate of like the since what do you call it, the cessationalist and continuationalists so of whether you believe um, the healing, uh, the gift of healing, and the gift of um, tongues ended or ceased yet. Or if they have, I'm just explaining it for everybody. Right. Like if like, yeah. <laughs> there's some, they, and that's, I, I, and I say that in my false highlight, that's, it, that's a, um, I, I, I think it's a good debate but among Christians. It's a well um, sound doctrine debate of just like, okay, there's, there's plenty of people that I love that are continuationists. There's plenty that, that are cessational. I, I always feel like I'm saying things wrong you know what I mean there's people that believe that these gifts are still alive today and there's some believe that like they ended with like the apostles apostles um but um but what's that and but that's not even that's not nar like that's like really? um, these people are outside of that debate yeah yeah mm-hmm. I don't want to say these people their false doctrine is on this yeah <laughs> Outside of this debate, it's not even in that debate, you know, that's like, um, that's a, a disagreement between um, some really strong Christians, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, well, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, From your highlights?
1: About it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I would, did want
1: to, like, maybe stay away from um the Passion Translation of the Bible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not a translation everybody calls it. it's yes it, it wasn't like pulled, pulled that the words of the passion bible were not pulled out of the original greek and hebrew or aramaic they were
1: it was from a vision from god that said that there was another book in john like it's just like it's awful i have that in my highlight too but,
0: but wait another like a whole another chapter or another book
1: Another like um how many cha- how many things are in john i don't remember but like oh. another one there's a whole other one
2: that's there, what he's saying. there's john and then Oh, first, oh oh first second and third john so they're saying there's what? fourth john
1: no like the chapters in john oh
2: in the gospel oh. gotcha yeah so
1: he added okay. a, they added john 22 that's what oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so he had a dream and that's why he did this um bible and it's all and the guy's like straight out of the nar movement and um like when you, whenever you see these, like I know if you are listening to this and you're in this, and if you're gotten this far, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you're still probably pissed. But um, but if you can just sit back, turn off all the voices and just get in the word and ask the Lord for wisdom and understanding, and He will guide you. And I, I, He is faithful in that. I have full trust in him to do that. Like he will do that for you. He did that for me. And um, he's done that for plenty of people that have reached out to me that have been involved in this too, and have been in right where you are um, sitting. And um, I hope that you can see past maybe the frustration or the anger or um, the anxiety um, and just bring it to the Lord, bring it to the foot of the cross and, he will absolutely reveal all of this to you, and um, as you dig into this, though, and the the puzzle pieces will come together. And it's and once you see it, you see it. You know, like all of this stuff together is not a coincidence. This is all a mess, yeah. <laughs> mess of a doctrine. Yeah, um, and I am totally up to chat about it. Yeah. On Instagram.
2: Yeah. Amen. Uh, I was going to say just as a just to. Keep my side of the street clean as much as I uh, may may have said some, you know, jokingly or disparaging words about it. Uh, the movement as a whole. Um, yeah, we, we definitely are, would never uh, browbeat or say anything towards someone who may already be in there and stumbled upon this or is listening to it or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we still love you. And that's why we want you to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: I have no problem calling the the teachers out though.
2: Yeah, yeah, none of that. That's, but I, I don't want anyone to hear us mocking that. Right. And, like be yeah. turned away. Um. So yeah, we do it because yeah. the, we we're laughing at the doctrines, at these false teachers, at the ridiculousness of that. And I think sometimes, a lot of times, there's there's false stuff that I listen to, and it was people making fun of it and calling it like what it is, not. Not not sugarcoating it. Right. Yeah, It's like, this is ridiculous. You should not believe this. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, that's what it takes is really listening to the truth. And uh, like what just Jessica said, you know, the com. Um, other resources. There's plenty of other people that have done testimonies that have left the, you know, yeah. it, it's not just us saying it. So yeah. if you're mm-hmm. feeling convicted and you've stumbled upon this episode, there's a reason that you, there's a reason you listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty big divide right
0: now. I mean, NAR is considered one of those off. Yeah, it's not off in traditional evangelicalism. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't taught by the early church fathers. It wasn't. It's not New Testament Christianity. <laughs> yeah, in the way yeah. that uh, that it was even ex- experienced in the Book of Acts, even right. as much as they would like to claim that.
2: Yeah. So mm. throw the passion. Bible away, get the emoji Bible because at least the it's emoji. better than that.
0: Or what, don't you have like a Hawaiian pigeon?
2: Something? Oh, I did. I did. I was trying to work that in. Yeah, oh, okay. the pigeon Bible. Yeah, it's called the Jesus Book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Hawaiians have their own language called pigeon.
2: P I D G I G I N Yeah, it's amazing. You should pick. <laughs> he up has a translation in pigeon. <laughs> I don't. I... I'll send you some screenshots of it. It's
0: a, a it's, it's thing. amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Jessica. And um, like I said, you will be on again more often. You're, 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 whether you like it or not, you're stuck. So I'm good. the only way
2: out is the rapture at this point. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, and Turner, Turner can say that because he, while we were going through the episode, he actually signed up to be an apostle. Yes. And <laughs> I, I backed him up. I was one of his two... Um, <laughs> Convert Con, or, or not converts? what's it uh, no? Referral?
0: Refer
2: two. referrals. Yeah, oh, yeah I, refer, okay. or uh, connect. You know what I mean. References. Yeah, yeah. Reference. Yeah. So he can say that because he is now an apostle. <laughs> I
0: should. I can, and I will, and come to my church, and you can throw your money in the trash bag at the front. Oh goodness! Yeah, I'm trying to get my four hundred fifty dollars.
2: <laughs> Just paper. And
0: give me money. <laughs> and if you go slain, we'll cover you with a nice little. Towel.
1: <laughs> <Again>. <laughs>
0: I have beach. I have beach towels that are big, so they'll cover all of you.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Anyways, well, thank you, Jessica. It was yes. awesome to have you back again, and and uh, we will catch you guys next time on All at War.
2: See ya. Bye. Okay.
0: Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. If you had a blast, then we'd love to have you back for another episode. So please subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Instagram at All Out War podcast or on Twitter at AOWcast. These episodes are also available on YouTube unless they contain a little too much truth. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.